read a story of this uh, man, um, and after spending three and a half hours enduring lines, um, rude clerks, insane regulations at the Department of Motor Vehicles, he stopped by a toy store to pick up a gift for his son. He brought the selection to the, to the cashier, a baseball bat, and uh, she asked him, cash or charge? And the man snapped at her, cash. And then apologizing for his rudeness, he explained uh, to her, I've spent the afternoon in the motor vehicle bureau. The clerk sweetly asked, shall I gift wrap the bat for you or are you going back there? And I think that's how we often feel with some of our little problems in life. I want to talk to you guys today about endurance. Um, just listening to some of the sermons I preached recently, joy, courage, I thought it would go well along with uh, those words that he was preaching on. However, um, after seeing some of the stuff that I've seen in the news this week and some of the stuff that I've read up on, I feel like the endurance that we need is so minimal compared to the Christians in Iraq right now. And I think the Christians in Iraq would have a lot to say to you and I today about endurance. In a culture for us where life is so easy, being Christian is easy. And I want to talk to you guys about enduring when I think it's not fair, in a sense, to the Christians in Iraq. Because they're the ones facing persecutions, facing their lives could come to an end at any moment. But maybe this message can prepare us to endure. Because there could be a time for you and I where we may face, where our endurance will be tested a whole lot more than it is to this day and age. And I think there are situations in our lives still that we do need to endure through. There are tough times here. They may be different, but we all go through difficult situations. Because ultimately, we are light. And this world is darkness. And when light shines into darkness, there will often be opposition. And most of Canada, I think we could say, is still in darkness. Very many lives are in darkness. So endurance, I looked up the definition. It means the fact or power of enduring an unpleasant or difficult process or situation without giving way. Or the capacity of something to last or to withstand wear and tear. The word endure means to hold out against, sustain without impairing or yielding. So basically, to endure means that no matter what's thrown at you, through the difficult times, you keep going. You don't give up. Your foot is set. I want to start with endurance begins with Jesus Christ. That He is our sustainer in all things. That in order to endure, that we must be truly in Him. There is no other way. We must be in Christ. There are times we will all need to endure, each and every one of us. And I think the following verses and points that I have put together for you guys this morning will help us to endure those hardships. So if you guys have your Bibles with, we're going to be in 2 Timothy chapter 2 this morning. Starting at verse 3. Verse 3 says, 
join with me in suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. So my first point is embrace hardships. Embracing hardships will help you to endure. It says endure hardships like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. What does that mean? Have you ever heard of a soldier that goes to war and then when they get to war they just chicken out, run home? Maybe you have, I don't know, but not a good soldier. A good soldier for any, in any country or in any group will go to war uh, fighting for what he firmly believes in. Whether the reason is right or unright or righteous or unrighteous, he will fight for what he believes in. And when the gunfires start, when the battle begins, he plants himself, he braces himself, and he doesn't start running back, but he counters. He embraces the circumstances that come up, and he acts accordingly. See, you and I, we are in a battle. We are in a battle of good and evil. We are in a battle of righteousness and unrighteousness, a battle to stand for what we believe in, uh, for who we are. And we need to embrace the circumstances that come with that, that come with being a Christian. Because being a Christian should not always be easy, will not always be easy. Being a Christian will be challenging because we are a minority. And we are in a world of uncertainty. And we promote a world of love and of peace. And there's many different hardships that we will face in life. Um, Some of them may be losing someone close to us, losing a job, being hurt by friends, or losing friends. Um, This world is full of them, and those hardships we need to learn to embrace as well. But the hardships that Paul is talking to Timothy about here are the hardships for being a Christian. As Christians, we're people that are being transformed. We're no longer conforming, doing the things that the, the world does, that most of the world does, the people around you. And so the things that we do will sometimes clash with the world. It should clash. And we need to embrace the hardships that come with being a Christian and for doing what is right and for standing for what we believe in. Now, I'm not trying to say that we need to go to town and preach on the streets, repent, or you are going to hell. I'm not, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is when you and I are being who Christ called us to be, to love the sinners, to speak in grace, to help the poor, to be honest, to forgive those who have wronged you, to be a servant in this world, when we are being those things, endure the hardship that comes with it, the opposition that you may face for doing those things. Because we are a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And we can prepare ourselves in advance as well. Um, know that it's coming. Hard times could be coming. Be ready uh, with, by reading the Word of God so that nothing will sway us. I'm sure that there will be a time in our lives or in the lives of our children where hardships may be a lot more real than they are to this day and age to us. Um, because we have it fairly easy, because everyone thinks you believe what you want, I'll believe what I want. But there are going to be moments in our lives where we can show Christ, and it might come with opposition. And it is in those moments 
that I want to challenge you guys here today to embrace the hardships that come from those moments. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 20 says, But how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. To this you were called, because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. That always kind of hits the spot for me. If Christ suffered for you and I, then how could we not want to suffer for him? Christ who is God, we who are human, God suffers for man, man don't want to suffer for God. It makes me think and it makes the little things in life not care about them when I want to do something that is right but afraid of what people say. When I think about that fact that Christ suffered for me, then I want to suffer for Christ and not be embarrassed for it. You see, Christ is worth suffering for. He is worth embracing the hardships for. And when we embrace those hardships, it is then that we learn and begin to endure. So my first point is, embrace the hardships in life will help us to endure. Second, Back to 2 Timothy chapter 2. Verse 4 says, No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. My second point is, exalt Christ in hardship. Exalting Christ in hard times will help you to endure. A soldier is fighting for his commander, it says. Um, It is his goal to please him. Some, uh, it says that soldiers don't get entangled with other things like civilian affairs. Rather, he is primarily trying to please his commanding officer. And you and I, our commanding officer is Jesus Christ. He is our head. He is our leader. It is him that we follow. I wonder if often when hard times come and situations come up as Christians... We get ourselves so entangled uh, in those problems in and of itself that we lose our perspective. Our lives begin to focus around and on our problem, making us feel empty and bitter towards life. However, when we exalt Christ in our hardship, in our problems, in those times, when we praise Him, when we give ourselves to Him, it is in these times that it It takes our focus off our problems and we find strength to keep going on. Our hardships are never more than we can go through with Jesus Christ. But when we are solely focused on our suffering, we cannot see that we cannot make it through. So our suffering, our problem will overpower us. But if we are focused on Christ and exalting Christ, it is there that we can see that we can make it through. Um, when we look at Paul and Silas, when they were arrested for preaching, they were thrown in prison, prison. They didn't care about being in prison at that time. They just prayed and worshipped all night. 
They saw past what they were currently going through and saw something more important, and that was exalting Christ. Often in this life, it's not just troubles that hold us back from exalting God, but it's our busyness as well. And when you and I, when we're so busy and worn out, we need to take some time to just exalt Him, to just worship, because it is that, when we do that, that we are refreshed spiritually. And you'll feel the burdens of this life, of your problems, whatever you're going through, uh, lift off your shoulders, and they will be put back into perspective. One of my things that I do at home is, I love to watch and listen to live music and bands that exalt and praise and worship God. And I love just watching it on TV and listening to it. And that is my way of some evenings of just exalting God, of just worshiping it. And when I do those things, I feel refreshed after having had a rough day with all these different business problems that you get sometimes. Romans 15.5 says says this, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had. And so it's God that gives us endurance. It comes from Him. And you see, if we are not focused on Him, if we are not exalting Him, then how will we endure the Christian life? He is the name above all names, above all things, and above all our problems. And if we are not exalting his name above all names and all things and all our problems, then where will we turn? Christ is our strength. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This means whether you guys are in want, whether you are in need or in trouble or have problems, uh, that you can overcome those things through Jesus Christ. Our focus must be on him if we want to endure. Psalms 135 verse 13 says, Your name, Lord, endures forever. Your renown, Lord, through all generations. And so God's name will endure. His name will last forever. It will always be there. And if we are exalting His name, then we can be sure that we will endure as well. He is worthy of our praise. He is worthy to be exalted. And so when we exalt Christ in our hard times, we learn to endure. So first, embrace the hardships will help us to endure. Second, exalt Christ in hardships will help us to endure. Next, back to 2 Timothy chapter 2. Verses 5 and 6 go, as, go like this. <clears throat> Similarly, anyone who competes as an athlete does not receive the victor's crown except by competing according to the rules. The hard-working farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crops. So thirdly, expect great things during your hardship will help you to endure them. Everyone that runs a race, they expect something of it. They expect recognition. They expect a reward, a crown, a trophy, a medal, uh, whatever it may be. But they expect something from achieving their challenge. Why else would they run? Farmers who grow crops, they work long and hard and many hours, and they expect a good crop. And when that crop comes in, they expect to get a lot of money for it. 
you and I, we go to work every single day. And after a week of work, we expect to be paid. We expect our paycheck. And I think that when we go through hard times, we need to expect great things from God. We need to expect Him to carry us through. We need to expect a reward at the end of this life. But we can't forget that we won't ever earn that prize. But we can expect it from Him because it is by His mercy and His grace and He will carry us through. 1 Thessalonians 1 verse 3 says that hope inspires us to endure. And hope is like expecting. You're expecting something. You're wanting it. And our hope is a sure hope. And our hope is in our Savior, Jesus Christ, because He has covered our sins. Our hope is for a better life, a perfect ending. And we expect those things as Christians. We expect that because our price has been paid. And all those things are coming. You know, what would life really be about if, you know, what's the point of life if we're going to live and die? You know, what would, what would be the point of that? Who would ever create life to just have it die? But our hope is in a life that is everlasting, and we know that it is true because of the Word of God and because Jesus came to tell us about it. Romans chapter 8, verse 18 through 21 says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us, for the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. So Paul is saying he doesn't consider the things on this earth, the things that we go through, the hard times in life, that they're even worth comparing to what will be revealed to us. He's saying God has something bigger for you and I. God has something He wants to show you yet. Something much better. It's something that we can't imagine or grasp yet. And life is so short, so we can endure a little longer. No longer will our bodies be in decay, but our bodies will be made new. No longer will we get older, but we will live forever and be freed from this thing called death. When I think of those things... I want to endure. I want to finish this race. I, I want my crown, and nothing will hold me back from reaching it. I have one goal, one focus, and it's on Jesus. And I want to stand before Him one day and hear Him say, Well done, you good and faithful servant. You see, we can endure. We can make it. When we do the last three points that I just said. In closing, I have an illustration I've always found cedar shakes very, very interesting. Um, you see, cedar shakes, when you would have a piece of it in your hand, is a very light piece of wood. You'd be like, wow, this is light. It is also a very soft wood. You would take your fingernail and run along it, and there would be an engraving in it. And the thing that's so interesting about cedar shakes 
that it will endure more weather and storms than any other wood. And so that's why people put it on their roofs. It looks good, wood looks good, and it, this wood will endure so much, so much more weather than any other wood, and it's so light and so soft. Isn't that crazy when you think about that? It reminds me of the parable of the sower where, where Jesus clearly tells us which people are those that will endure, which ones are those that are saved. Uh, and it is those that, when they hear the word, they receive it and understand it, because the seed, which is the word of God, landed on good soil, not hard soil. And my prayer is for you and I here today is that our hearts would be soft, that we would be receptive and hearing of his voice, because if our hearts are hard and cold, we will perish. But if our hearts are soft and receptive, we will endure, for God will carry us through. So church, let's endure. Let's begin by embracing the troubles in this life that come with being a Christian, by exalting God in those hard times and expecting great things to come through them and at the end of this life. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for your word, Lord, and uh, the things that you reveal to us in there, God. And your word is full of hope, full of life, God. And that's what we are all after. So God, I pray that our hearts here today would be soft, that we would receive your word, Father, and that it would be deeply rooted in us and continually grow. God, may you strengthen those that may be going through difficult times here today, God. And help them to put their focus back on you and know that they can make it through. Remind them of the goodness that you have for each and every one of us. Father, thank you for what you are doing. In your name, amen.